For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. My name is Sam. My co-host, Muggsy Bogues, is with me. Muggsy, how are you? I'm good. How you doing, Sam? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. A uh, little ups and downs with our Hornets thus far this season, um, which is, you know, come to expect it, I guess. You take the good with the bad, um, all <laughs> things considered. Things could be a lot worse. With the Hornets? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, normally how we start the show, I'm kind of always got to have my toes with you. Yeah, I got, I got, I got you, you go. this time. Yeah, how you doing? There you go. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, the Hornets, I tell you, you're right, the ups and downs and that, but, you know, it's it's going to be a long season. And that's mm-hmm. what they got to, you know, be aware of and, you know, got to try to not have as many downs and have more ups as the season progresses. Yep, and we're going to get into all the ups and downs um, yeah. in, in a second. Uh, but first, as uh, Muggsy and I are recording this, today is the one-year anniversary of Kobe Bryant's death. And it it wouldn't be right if we didn't talk about Kobe um, on this podcast, even though we're here to talk about the Hornets, we will. So mm-hmm. if you're here for the Hornets, we'll get to it. But we got to talk about the late, great Kobe Bryant, um, a guy that Muggsy knew, Muggsy played against. Um, Muggsy, we're, we're one year removed away from losing Kobe Bryant. Uh, can you talk to everybody about um, your inter- interactions with him? What was he like? What, what was he like to play against? Well, I mean, as a player, you know, he was definitely, you know, something to be reckoned with. I mean, here it is in 1996 as a player, you know, the Hornets, we drafted him. You know, we drafted mm-hmm. Kobe, thought that he was going to want to be part of the Hornets. But at the time, you know, where he saw his career, where he saw he wanted to be, he was more or less in, a bigger city. LA was that city. His daddy, you know, Jelly Bryant, uh, played for Jelly Bean Bryant, I should say, played for the Lakers. So that's something that they always dreamt about doing. And he got that opportunity and, uh, and look what type of career he had. But he's such a great human being. You know, Kobe, very relentless on the court by all means. You know, he took no prisoners, but just off the court, you know, he, I didn't know him that well in that turn that regards where I know a lot of his personal life, but he always been respectful, always been always gracious to me every time we come in contact with one another. I remember we uh, bumped into each other in the All-Star game in Toronto and um, and we just kind of chatting up and how graciously we was able to see one another. And now we want to tell him, you know, why he want to come play with me down at the Hornets? We could have had a nice little run there for a second, but, you know, of course, he had bigger things in mind and, you know, went in forward with four championships for titles, you know, on his fingers, you know, that says enough of what type of uh, career he had. And, but more importantly, he was just a special man off the court, you know, the, all the generous things he done, you know, and, he, and you'd be remiss not mentioning his daughter, G. I mean, that was a special uh, person to him, a young lady. Um, mm-hmm. She was interested in the game of basketball um, and, you know, trying to follow her daddy's footsteps and for them, to, you know, be together 
And uh, at their last um, final moment, you know, I'm quite sure that, you know, he was uh, being a father, being hungry. Uh, and that's what we do, you know, as father. So um, it's a sad day, but it's a celebration day. And I'm always going to celebrate his life and things that he meant, not only to the NBA, but to a guy like myself, because I always admire the way he conducted himself on and off the court. i always been professional, you know, and, uh, and I always remember in that way. When, when did you know he'd be something special? Like, we see a lot of guys come into the league with attention, with a name, um, but very few can, like, meet those expectations and exceed those expectations. Um, and, and from your from your experience, like, when did you notice that or think that, oh, man, this this Kobe guy's for real? Well, well, he had that label, as you said, coming into it, you know, and he mentored Michael Jordan so much. I mean, he studied him um, not only just the way he played, but the way he talked and the way he mimicked himself as, you know, the way he walked and so forth. And uh, but you could just see, you know, a young kid with this type of talent that's coming in and wanting to be the, one of the best players in the league. And you start to see the skill set. Like, whoa, you know, even though he was West Coast, we was East Coast, so you really didn't get to see much of it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, of course, when every time you get the opportunity to watch, you can see the the potential that was there early on. And then as it years went on, I mean, you could see very early in the next two, three years, you've seen that he's going to be that star. And now um, that seeing Michael making that phase out of the league, you know, and knowing that he had that understanding, you know, I want to be better than Michael Jordan. You know, and, and having that mindset and then being, again, NBA was blessed to have it because they need the face of the league, you know, and that with those other stars was kind of moving, you know, moving aside like the Michael Jordan, you know, the Carmelo's and so forth, but more so the, uh, the guy, Michael Jordan. Um, so Kobe, he always wanted to be the face of the league and uh, he had that opportunity and, uh, and he ran with it very hardly. Yeah, and he seemed to be on an insane pace like post basketball, like what he could accomplish after his retirement, um, what what he was getting involved with from um, just the game at like being bought into women's basketball, and also on the like art and film side, and he has an Oscar. Like, yeah, and it, if any, like Kobe was destined to do a lot. So, yeah. um, like the world definitely. Um, is gonna miss is missing Kobe. There's there's no like easy transition here to Hornets basketball. So yeah. we're just gonna we're just gonna lean into it. We're just gonna steer right into it. Kobe, rest in peace. Um, a lot like uh, it was a horrific day, uh, and hopefully we don't have anything like that ever again. But um, absolutely switching gears um, as awkwardly as possible to Hornets basketball. Hornets stand at seven and 10, 10th mm. place in the East. Um, to be fair though, at this point, you know, they'd be eligible for the play-in game. So that's a, that's a plus. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had the first game back after their Wednesday game mm-hmm. against the Wizards got postponed uh, against the Bulls. And in that game, we saw the return of Cody Zeller. Um, Muggsy with his, like in that game and then in the, in the games against the Magic, what do you think about Cody being back in the fold? Um, what do you expect from him? What do you, what do you think his impact will be um, in the rotation going forward? It was a bright for sight. I'm quite sure Coach JB and the coaching staff and all the other players were so thrilled to have Cody you know, back on the floor because he brings 
those intangibles, you know, that no one has loved doing and it doesn't show up in the, in the stat sheet. I mean, he's the guy that on the board, diving for little loose balls, um, a little uh, sentence screens, rolling to the best, tipping. You know, every now and then he'll get a chip in and when he uh, score. That's a bonus for him. But, you know, what he, his energy uh, that he, he brings, he's a, also able to protect the rim to somewhat, to some degree, you know, when he's there. And uh, and he kind of also uh, give Biz a little relief. And um, so you get two different types of uh, looks in terms of Biombo, uh, Bismack, as well as Cody Coden. When you got them in there together, you know, those guys are, are they're energetic, um, not looking to score as much, but they're always in the right place, making the right pass at the right time. So I think it's very helpful to have them back and they're going to need them going forward. Yeah, um, I, I say it all the time in my live streams and videos that I've been pretty happy with Bismack Biombo this year. Like I look at his numbers after every quarter at halftime and I, my eyes go to rebounds. I want yeah. rebounds and block shots from him. anything else is a plus. And yes. I, I think, you know, he puts himself in the right position. He may not always have the best handle on the ball. Um, but if he's given us into, especially um, offensive rebounds, mm-hmm. I think he's made the most of this opportunity. I think Borrego has said that when Cody's healthy again, he'll be the starter again, which will be good for Biz, uh, his long-term sustainability as well. Yes. Uh, giving him a break. And that seeing that smaller lineup wasn't necessarily a, um, a matter of um, need. It was more of a choice for Borrego, depending on the matchup he wanted to roll out mm-hmm. there. And so their opponents have options now with, um, with Zeller, Biz, or they can go small with PJ and Miles out there. So that that's assuring. But Cody definitely... Looked a little rusty. Um, yeah. His hand, like he was out with the hand injury, right? Yeah. Yeah. When you're out that long, I mean, it takes time to get in game condition, game shape. I mean, you can't simulate that in practice. And I'm quite sure they didn't have many of them. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it takes going to take some time for him to get his legs underneath of him. But, you know, Cody brings another element where he can stretch the floor, you know, when he's out there. So, it brings that other defender out and leaves the middle wide open where the penetration, Terry Rozier, as well as Haywood can get to the basket uh, at will. And that's what pretty much been happening uh, the last couple of games. And hopefully, you know, we can get back on that winning streak. Um, but it's uh, it's something to be excited to have Cody back in the line. Yeah, his first game against the Bulls back, he played uh, just under 11 minutes. The second game back, he played around just under 15 minutes and 18 minutes in the last game against the Magic. So just slowly kind of bring him on, getting mm-hmm. his legs, getting his lungs and uh, hopefully we'll get a, a better picture of what we have because I know a lot of Hornets fans are interested in trades. They want improvements in certain areas. It's hard to – for me, like, I, I respect <laughs> it. I understand it. But we don't even know what this team is yet, like, who no, we have yet. it's too early. And um, we haven't really seen Vernon or Nick Richards get involved as well. Um, the rookies, they'll take, they'll take a little longer to get, to get right, get ready. We're not privy to what goes on in practices and trainings. But um, – that's what's I'm, sad about the, the G League not yeah. being able to be starting up right now because those guys could be getting some valuable minutes in terms of what the NBA lifestyle, I mean, what the NBA play is all about. Um, even though they get it in practice, but, you know, they're constantly to be able to plan and um, it just always give you a better feel and enhance you, you know, and it keeps you engaged when that when your number is called. Yep, definitely. Um, the, I'm, I feel bad because I look over and just watch these games and 
Vernon Carey is just so big. Like he's yeah. a big human being just sitting on the bench mm-hmm. with the mask on, just watching. I'm like, man, come on. We need you. Come out here. Sick <laughs> <laughs> of Chris Boucher, just body wow. us. We need your help. <laughs> yeah. That's left right there. It's left. He's nice. He may be most improved. Like yeah. him and uh, uh, Christian Wood may be most improved candidates uh, or the front um, runners at least. Yeah. Jared Allen will leave out. Oh, yeah. Um, so along with the return of uh, Cody Zeller, we've seen Gordon Hayward really kind of take the reins as the the man on the team, for lack of yeah. a better word. Uh, back-to-back 30-point games, game-winning layup against the Magic. Muggsy, how do you feel about Gordon Hayward? We're less than 25% into the season. Um, I'm I'm blown away by it. I, I'm loving everything I'm seeing from Gordon. Uh, how are you feeling about uh, our, our, our new uh, – or big free agent signing. Well, I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked. I mean, this is what Hay- Gordon Haywood is all about. I mean, even when he was in Utah, you know, this was the type of play he was. I mean, he felt comfortable. Uh, he was healthy. Um, he was very anxious in terms of, you know, proving that he belonged into the league and showing that he could be an off-star. And that's what he now have an opportunity to be on this type of team. You know, he's gotten the ball, the ball. He got a lot of free range. And he got a lot of players that complimentary um, of him on the team. And he is allowed to play his natural game. Three behind the arc, mid-range, get to the basket. The ball is moving. Um, so this is a perfect situation for him. And um, he's showcasing what he's capable of doing on every given night when he's healthy, as long as he stay healthy. I mean, this is what you're going to see through Gordon Haywood. And, uh, and that's a great sight for the Hornets to have. And, the other guys, you know, will continue to continue to play, you know, good basketball. Now we need to put some wins together. And I think it's going to come. It's just a matter of everybody just continuing on the defensive end, you know, getting some key stops uh, when we need to, and then go down and, uh, and put the ball in the basket. Almost definitely. Uh, we've seen some streaky performances from uh, the rest of the players, uh, from Terry, from Devontae, from PJ, uh, with those guys kind of settling in and, get, and finding some rhythm would hopefully take the load off Gordon because we, you mentioned his injury, like past. We, I, we need him. <laughs> you know, no, not, we, we, we need to be able to take a night off here and there. Like, and yeah. we need other other guys to step up. Who I think, you know, our squad. We have um, Taylor, Gatari, Devontae, PJ, Bridges, Lamelo, guys that can step up. Um, it's just we don't always know if we'll see it for four quarters. Um, we've seen some like streaky shooting performances from Terry and Devonta, especially these last few games. Can't, they would come on later or have like a really hot quarter, which is nice to see. Uh, yeah, but um, hopefully we can smooth out the edges, so to speak, and uh, we won't have to come back from too many more games. No, I mean that's why stars become stars. You know, they you know what you get from them each and every night. You know, you know. They're going to get there 25 or 28 or whatever that number is for them. And uh, and that's what he would display. You know, he's one of, he's trying to be that guy for this team um, and bringing that type of uh, energy as well as scoring ability. And I think it's going to rub off to the other guys, you know, the consistency, which they're going to continue to need. And they still, you know, you know PJ is in his second year. Miles, you know, is in his third year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got, um, and here you got Malik Monk having a, you know, got much playing time. He's sitting up yeah. there with, you know, so he got some firepower. And then the young fella in Mello, I'm um, going to have his ups and downs because he's a rookie, uh, but more ups, hopefully, than downs. Uh, but, you know, his confidence 
is sky high. I can't, I cannot foresee him even losing any type of confidence. So, um, and I believe in, in, in the type of uh, abilities he has. But I think it's going to continue. These guys will step their game up continuously in terms of knowing what they got to, what the roles are and what they got to continue to do because Gordon Haywood right now, he's playing some, um, all-star basketball, you know, in these last three games, you know, and it's actually pretty much all season when he's out there. Um, so I think it's going to kind of rub off to the other guys. Yeah, um, I I think I, I, I think there's some talk about having an actual all-star game now, um, which I hope Gordon can be a part of because it'll be great to have that representation um, in that game. And it'll be a nice little, like, middle finger to everyone who said we <laughs> overpaid for him too. Like, it'll be like, hey. <laughs> How you feel about it now? You know. Well, yeah. They say you know you overpaid until somebody you know willing to give you that that salary. So, but then the Hornets felt like hey, they got what they were, what what was uh, what is worth. We see it's still you know, but thus far he's been every bit of um, you know the value of what they you know what they gave him what he you know what he's deserving. So I have no problems with. Hayward's ability and what he's been bringing to the table thus far. Yeah, and he seems really happy. Like, I didn't watch a lot of Celtics basketball when he was there. Mm-hmm. Um, Celtics fans were saying, like, he wasn't the, fr- he wasn't the first option there. No. Um, and he, he is here. And you can tell by his body language yeah. that he's, like, enjoying his role with this franchise. So that, that's always nice to see, despite the, um, despite the record. Uh, look, looking for silver linings, I guess. He's playing yeah, well and he's enjoying his time here. $120 million don't hurt. No, I'd be pretty <laughs> happy with that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, going forward, uh, <coughs> it's, it's getting tough. Yeah. Um, there are no easy games per se, but these are hard games, definitely. Uh, two games against the Pacers. we got the Bucks, the Heat, the Sixers. Uh, that's just in the next like five or six games. So in those upcoming games, um, is there anything you're looking – forward to um anything you want to see i know a lot of hornets fans are eager to see Lamelo start um do you think it's time to pull the trigger on that to switch up the starting five i think at some point cody will enter the five uh, cody zeller it, yeah it, it sucks having two cody's on the same team now because it's like not that cody's i gotta always say cody zeller just not confuse him with cody martin uh i think we'll see that change in the five eventually but do you think it's time uh either like now the next game or some point in the near future to make a change with any of the guards or forwards? I think I was watching the game. I think I overheard Coach JB. I think they asked him that question in terms of um, about the lineups, and it wasn't nobody in specific. And, um, and he was, you know, kind of considering some things, and he understand that he has changed his lineup uh, multiple times, uh, mainly because of injuries. Uh, but And also, I mean, they want to bring some excitement into the game, but I think he – is open to possibly, you know, changing it up again. And Melo could be that one of the guys get that call as well as Miles. Uh, who knows? Um, um, but, you know, that's it's a long season. Um, and I'm quite sure coaches, the, the coaching staff has their pulse on where the team is and what they need and when they need to pull that trigger. Um, because, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to destroy the confidence that they have, you know, because right now they're feeling good about themselves. And we out there and when anything about anybody know anything about the NBA, it's a day-to-day type of situation. If you're not having success and you're not feeling good about it, you know, it can kind of build up. 
And you don't want that happen, especially to a young player. Yep. Um, I tell people that, you know, Lamelo's 19 years old. He's going to be under team control for a while. Um, so hopefully, like, he'll be part of the Hornets franchise for yeah. a while. So there's time. Uh, time's on yeah. our side, right? Yeah. And uh, it's important not to burn him out. But it it's hard when you see him come off it, or come onto the court and it's like, oh, man, this feels different. I yeah, like this. Yeah. And I, personally, I need I want I want to see him take fewer threes and drive to the lane more because him and his like silky layup game is really fun to watch. And that will help with the shooting percentage. I think will help with his confidence as well. Um, but not only that, it, it puts so much pressure on the defense. Yeah, because it gives him because he because he's he's got so much vision where he's able to find his guys and him driving to the basket looking to score though as opposed to looking to pass. I think it would does it would do a lot for him as well as for the team because it puts so much pressure on the defense and on the defender because they don't know either he's gonna score or then when they try to do that he can find the shooters and we got some good ones out there which can let it can uh, can fire away so. Uh, I love when he's had that type of aggression when he's attacking the basket as opposed to just standing around shooting the three ball. Um, you know, opportunities come, you got to let it go. But more importantly, you put so much pressure on the defendants. And when you penetrate, when he, when he penetrates, mm-hmm. because he had that ability not only to score, but find his teammates as well. Yeah. The, um, when, when Devontae, Terry, and LaMelo are on the court at the same time, and Devonte is bringing the ball up, and Lamelo just stands on the corner. I'm like, oh, this is such a waste. Like, I need him handling the ball, and I much would rather have Devonte standing on the corner waiting for the pass. So I, I hope to see less of that uh, going forward, and then a little more better perimeter defense from everybody yeah, yeah, involved. Because yeah, yeah. it's been a three point shootout every time. <laughs> so if we play a team that can shoot it, they're shooting it, and they're shooting it well. But the thing about it has been uncontested, though. Yeah. You know, if it's contested, that's one thing, because now the rotation is, is there. You just that hey, he made the shot. It's one another thing where the contest is not there, and you can get lost, and all of a sudden they're just jacking up threes, and, you know, we have no whereabouts where we are. You know, that's when the concern comes in. Yep. So, um, obviously, Hornets have a lot to work on. Uh, they'll be tested by – a very good Pacers team, uh, the reigning MVP in Giannis, <laughs> the defending Eastern Conference champions, the Heat, and uh, one of the favorites, the Sixers, uh, next next few games. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, hopefully things go well. Knocking on good, wood. A good test, I'm quite sure they're looking forward to. I mean, hey, we got some quality wins already on that belt. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn Nets, Dallas Mavericks. So, you know, hey, I'm not, I'm not concerned in that way. Uh, I just hope the guys come in coming back with the right mind frame and the right attitude, you know, what happened in uh, Orlando is over. It's over and done with. Now we got to move on to Indiana. we got two home games that we can possibly get. And uh, we need to just focus in one game at a time. And uh, hopefully we can get a win coming up this next game tomorrow. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. I feel like we had that long layoff as a fan, but that long mm-hmm. layoff with the postponed game and then uh, game – um, on the Wizards, when they, I mean, what's the Wizards? I mean, are they gonna be able to get enough games in? I mean, yeah, they they, not, they had another game, postponed, not to right? cut you off. Oh, no, yes, yeah. the, they had the like they were supposed to play the Pelicans, right? The other night, and they got that guy postponed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so I don't, I don't, so I mentioned like we're approaching the 25 percent 
mark for the season, mm-hmm. the quarter mark. And uh, I'm really curious if the NBA can finish these games out and if we don't end up in a bubble um, mm-hmm. at some point. I know they don't want to do that. I know the arena owners don't want to do that. But mm-hmm. um, I, the Hornets have been pretty lucky on that front. Yeah, they have. But they found the protocol pretty I, I want to give the NBA credit where they come up with an idea. If it doesn't work, they're usually pretty quick to fix it. I remember remember when they changed the basketball and all the players were complaining about it. Oh, yeah. And they're like, all right, yeah, you guys are the thing is that, that different texture they had. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I want to give the NBA the, the benefit of the doubt with like adjusting on the fly if things mm-hmm. are, are truly aren't working. So hopefully. Some of them baseball. Out. Yep. Baseball. Yeah. They ran into it. Uh, my, my St. Louis Cardinals. Got got hit hard with with COVID mm. um, when they when they had the, uh, the their their season. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Um, right. I know the you know the player Ooh. NBA players aren't first in line for vaccines. You know, um, and so you gotta have to like really tighten in the, yeah. the the protocols and that to keep them safe and keep the fans safe. And I don't know. It's it's one of those things where. I don't know if plan A is going to work for the NBA this year and mm. we won't end up in another bubble. Maybe like three bubbles across the country or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, they, no. they can figure it out. There's, there's plenty yeah, of well, cities that we, can handle the infrastructure. But uh, hopefully, we're, at least for the Hornet, on the Hornets side, uh, we're done with the, the postponed games. Yeah. And well, then we, everyone is healthy, obviously. Right, right. Well, we're in January now, so... Um, mm. You know, we have several more months to go. Uh, I think the championship over in some time in July when the uh, finals would probably end. So, you know, we got a little time. We got a little time. And also just in a weird, like, this wasn't meant to be a medical corner of the, mm-hmm. of the podcast, but salute to to Karis LeVert. He had successful cancer surgery. Like, uh, that that trade saved his life potentially. Absolutely, like, you know he went through. The, he got traded to the Cavs. Went through a medical. They found something on his kidney, I believe. Yeah, and, that's uh, yeah. Everything worked out well. He's gonna expect, expected to make a full recovery. So, like, uh, uh, that's great news. Absolutely. I mean, to find out that you got traded is devastating enough. And then here it is. You go through your physical, and then to be diagnosed, you know, with that, it's just another mind boggling to deal with uh but thankful that you know god was on his side and that he was able to you know make it through successfully uh because he's a heck of a player i yeah. mean so much talent so much potential there and you know indiana was going to be you know be gracious to have a player of his magnitude so i'm just happy for him and his family yep um i think i said cleveland you're right indiana i got that yeah. and jared allen stuck in my head <laughs> <laughs> But um, I think that's uh, that's everything on uh, on the list for uh, for tonight for this week's episode. Uh, Muggsy, is there anything else, anything else you'd like to get into before we say goodbye to the people? Well, gosh, I mean, what, what's out there on today's in today's society today that's kind of getting a lot of attention? Um, ah, gosh, my day has been just going by without even really. And not much substance in it today, uh, just kind of sitting around. Um, but I'm just thankful that, you know, we was able to, to have the show today and, yeah. and, and be able to talk about um, the celebrating of, of Kobe, you know, and, and the things that he was able to, to, to accomplish in his life. Um, 
the recovery of the success recovery of uh Karis LeBert. Um so I'm just happy to be here with you, my brother. You know, so it's another great episode. Yeah, I'll toast you. You know, absolutely, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank, thanks, everyone, for checking out uh, the latest episode of the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.